Hello and welcome to another episode of Routes Through Pokemon. I'm your host, Sherlock. I'm Ruby. And this week we will have some additional commentary from our friend, Vivi. Say hi, Vivi. Hi. This week we are covering a handful of episodes and then one chapter of the manga as we finish up our journey to the fire gym. We will still have more episodes involving the anime and manga after this as we try to reach the 8th gym as well. But for now, we are um, just just getting us to Blaine <laughs> um, and wrapping that, that chapter up. Usually we start with the manga and go into the anime, but I think because there's a lot of anime before that gym, we are actually starting with the anime this week. What? Yup. Alright, so, today we'll be covering the uh, episodes 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, and 59, according to some lists. <laughs> so how many episodes is that? Five, I think. No, wait. Seven. Seven episodes. And then one chapter of the manga, which will be from volume two and chapter 26, called Holy Moltres. Um, the episodes are going to be the perfect, the perfect hero, the case of the canine caper, Pokemon paparazzi, the ultimate test, the breeding center's secret, riddle me this, and volcanic panic. All right. First, before we dive in, is there any... Interesting catching up news you want to relay from your, any, like, Pokemon Go or anything else? Um, we did the time research yesterday, but mm, yeah, that's we, about all. Yeah, we recently tackled the um, mastery quest, I think, or catch thing or whatever before Cryogonal. Yeah, um, lots of Cryogonal. Yeah, lots of Cryogonal. And I feel like they programmed one of them to be a shiny for everyone on a certain level. Yeah, because you, me, and your mother all got a shiny one. Yeah, but like around the same time, too. Yeah. We didn't check exactly which one. And mine was a three star, which makes me happy. Mine was just a two. So yeah. Yeah, that was a fun adventure um, yesterday. And, uh, Vavai, how are things going with your Pokemon Go game? You got anything exciting you want to talk about? I caught a shiny Eevee. You caught a shiny... That's right, you did catch a shiny Eevee. You know how annoyed I am about that? Huh. Very. You know why? Why? Because I have caught so many more Eevees than you, and it took me so much longer, because I started playing the game much like way before you did, and it took me forever to catch my first shiny Eevee. Then, you know, a handful of months later, I kind of got two more shiny Eevees almost back-to-back, -back, but you found one of them for me by playing on my phone didn't you yes so you are luckier than i am i think you have four shiny or you had four shiny Eevees. nope i only had three huh and i traded one away to you and i evolved one into an umbreon and i have one left really that's weird i thought um you had maybe it was just the incident with my playing on it and then with your shiny eevee i really wanted to make sure you got a a three star and we're already best friends so i was trying to get like a lucky trade going and it wasn't working it wasn't working and then your birthday rolled around so i'm like well here here's a eevee a shiny eevee i hope it ends up being a good rating for you and it turned out to be three stars which it wasn't yeah. for me <laughs> i don't have any three star shiny eevees i 
considering doing glaceon, but I don't know what shiny glaceon looks like, so. Uh, different, lighter shade of blue, I think, or maybe a darker shade. It doesn't look much different. Yeah, a lot of the shiny Eevees are kind of a bummer, and they don't look much different. Uh, Leafeon is like a little more, like, fall-ish looking. Umbreon is cool, though. Umbreon's amazing, with the blue instead of the yellow, and the eye color changes, too. Um, Espeon is like green or something, which is kind of nifty. Jolteon but, I thought was interesting, wasn't it? Well, Jolteon doesn't actually change much. Oh, wait, no, Jolteon does. Jolteon's like green as well. Yeah, Jolteon. I thought so, because I did yeah. go battles. And... Jolteon is like a solid like color change of yellow to green. Espeon is like pink to green, I think it's green. Um, I thought it was purple. Oh, I guess no, that's debatable. Vaporeon is purple. Vaporeon's blue. Shiny, sorry. I thought we were talking about shiny. Sorry. Oh. Oh, you're saying Espeon is a purple color. Yeah, but I Generally. guess I guess it's um, okay. Whatever, I see it as pink, Daddy, but that's fine. Either way, I think it's like um, pink instead. I think I found my shiny Eevee, baby. You evolved your shiny Eevee, did you? I think so. Yeah, you wanted like a Sylveon or something, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you got a shiny Sylveon. A blue one. Yeah, they they come up with like the blue accents to it instead yeah. of whatever, like the pink accents. Yeah. Yeah, shiny Ooh. Sylveon's actually kind of cool too. Um, I'll have to look up what each one looks but like. But like Flareon, Glaceon, yeah. Leafeon are all kind of very, like, hard to tell that they're even shiny sometimes. And they're just not that different. That sucks. I love Glaceon. Like, I would have gone for a shiny Leafeon because I like Leafeon. But it doesn't change much. And I'm not going to go for the Jolteon or Vaporeon or Flareon. <laughs> Until I have a ton of shiny Eevees, if I ever have them, because I can't guarantee that that's what they'll evolve into. Well, not necessarily a ton, just you have every other type, yeah. and then like you have one spare one, and then you yeah. can keep trying. Yeah, so I have Umbreon, I think the next one would be Sylveon for me, and then... I'm considering Sylveon hearing how it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, I like it. I'm gonna look up what they look like at some point. Sounds good. So yeah, um, that's how that's going. Uh, not not much new progress in Scarlet and Violet. I haven't played a lot of it. Um, I was playing with Vivi a little bit, trying to help him get a little further along, but there's not for, much for me to do when we do that, so you need to get some more gems in so you can just join us when we're playing normally. Sound good, Vivi? Yes. Yeah, watching our anime, getting ready for the holidays. It's good times. Holidays are going to be fun. This episode's probably coming to you after the holidays, but still. That's what we're doing at the moment. <laughs> Excited for this week of Kanto Pokemon, hoping hoping to catch a ditto. I need a ditto. Yeah, you... I have three things that I yes, can get. Yeah. And then like a complete two field not field um special? Not timed. Yeah, the special research where yeah. you actually have like a quest for it or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. How many gems do you feed in Scar and Vibrant? Uh Ruby and I have tackled three gems, one team star base, and two of the giant like um Titans. Titan Pokemon. We've only done two? Yes. We got Dash, Swim. Yep. I wanna say we have one more. Nope, that's it. Huh. We can dash and swim. We recently got the swim thing. That was actually one of the things we did while we were playing with your brother here, Vivi. You did? Yeah, when you, we were running around, when me and Ruby were playing with you. We were running around, jumping in the rivers and stuff. Because oh, yeah. you couldn't, but you were doing other things on the land. And so we played in the rivers. I got really lost. As usual. 
you get lost in the grid-based, like, old games, let alone the free exploring game of <laughs> Scarlet and Violet. Uh, I'm good at getting lost. Yeah. What, what's up, bye-bye? Is the second Pokemon a Nuwana? The second Pokemon? To get your The second shibble. power you Oh, mean? no, it's actually a bird. It is? Yeah, Bombardier. He um, looks like a giant stork. He's a big white bird. Never heard about it. Okay, well, you'll meet him eventually. Anyway, that's our Pokemon journeys outside of this particular journey, but let's dive into these episodes. So first we have episode 53, the perfect hero. It starts off, we find out it's Kids Day, which is a holiday in like Japan or something, I think. So, um, just like we had Princess or Day or whatever it was recently. Yeah. So they were do, and I think some of these episodes, whether they aired when they were supposed to or not, I don't know, but they were designed to air when it was Kids Day and stuff like that. But remember, the whole Porygon incident really shifted a lot of stuff around. Yeah, but this isn't the first time I've seen Kids Day in um anime Japanese anime. Mm. I saw it in the Haunted House. Oh, the Haunted House uh, yeah. cartoons you guys watch. Mm-hmm. Nice. They have Kids Day. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a holiday for them. I'm sure. Of course, like, it's it's something they gruesome, think about. but... Well, that's because it's the ghosty haunted house thing. All right, so it's Kids Day, and um, Ash and the group make it to a school just in time for a teacher to learn that the trainers that were going to come and let the kids play with their Pokemon had to cancel. So then, of course, Ash and them are like, well, we're, we're trainers, and I think it's Brock that really volunteers them all because, of course, this is a female teacher that he's smitten with all... all like Brock is. <laughs> yep. So yeah, yeah. Seeing her in distress, he volunteers them all to let them play with the Pokemon. Thankfully, when they all release their Pokemon, because they do, they let all their Pokemon come out, except that Ash does not pull out Charizard. That's smart a bad move. Idea. Yeah. The yeah. Poor kids. Yeah. Right. It would have been a disaster if he pulled out Charizard, right? Well, yes. Before they threw out all their Pokemon, he had Pikachu out of the ball, of course, already. Oh, and the kids were all yeah. being crazy with Pikachu and pulling on him. And then the teacher's like, kids, don't do that. Be nice to the Pokemon. And of course they didn't listen. And she gets a little creepy and yells at them all. And then they're like, oh, okay. Well, thought, didn't they get all electrocuted yeah. at one point first? No. Or did she stop it before that happened? Um, No, they... Ash picked him up and then did this. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was about to get, they were about to get electrocuted. But good job, Ash. Ash saved the Ash is showing some brain power in this episode. It's good. Yeah. He usually lacks it. <laughs> um, But yeah, she has a whole theme throughout the episode of um, starting off nice and then yelling at them all because they don't listen. Well, I mean, like, she tries nicely every time, but then, like, she gets down to business. She needs them to listen. And then the kids are happy. And, they, yeah. and then the kids still don't really care. They're just, like, giggling and yeah. then obeying. It's like, she's the weakest. Yeah, her head gets really big every time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, I, I had written down that she had mom skills of shouting at everyone and scaring them into obedience. Because it even scares Ash and them. They're like, ah! Even though they weren't necessarily doing anything <laughs> wrong. Um, and I like to see, like, Horsey gets to play in the fountain and stuff, I think, at one yeah. point. And just like she did at the evolution party, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Elizabeth's out of the stilts. Yep, the yeah, evolution the, party. Yep. So, yeah, anytime, anytime they bring out their Pokemon, somehow there's always a fountain nearby for Horsey. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> well, I mean, we saw the fountains in Evolution, and I'm pretty sure yeah. that we saw, like, the fountains. Oh, that's because there was a ton of water Pokemon playing around the fountains in that one. Yeah. 
All right, so, um, but then there's one kid who isn't enjoying the Pokemon. He's just kind of standing by himself because he just wants to look for a mouth. Yeah, he wants just a Meowth Pokemon. Why? Why did he want to find a Meowth Pokemon? Because a Beedrill was going to attack him, and then a wild mouth tackled the Beedrill and saved him. Yeah. So he wants to meet that Meowth again. But when he tells that story to Ash and them, some bully and his two companions make fun of him and say, that, you're telling that fake story again? Yeah, and it's like a little boy with two little girls following him. It's yeah. like, wow. He's a Gary in training. <laughs> but but it, what's really obnoxious about it, and it's a kid thing to do for sure, so whatever. But like, he's like, well, no, it's true. And so the bully says, we'll prove it. How are you supposed to prove that story? Like, obviously you can't prove the story. <laughs> yeah. So annoying. Yeah, he's a yeah. punk. So yeah, he really wants to meet him mouth and everything. Um, then we have a vehicle suddenly show up with Team Rocket inside, dressed as uh, dressed in magician costumes, and once again, not great disguises. And James is once again dressed as a female. Is it before or after this that um, Jessie talks about her sad kids day and then? Oh, I forgot about her story. I don't remember where that takes place. But um, oh, that uh, was a fail. It was before. Yeah. Okay. okay. Before this happened, James and Jessie were talking, and James was talking about how kids day was always the best for him because he got all these ice cream sandwiches and he was rich, you know. And then Jessie's like, I hate Kids Day because we learned that she's poor. Yeah, we learned that before with the Snogas board and all that stuff. Yeah. And the Princess Festival a little. Yes, and the Princess Festival. Yeah, they've been keeping that up. The continuity of their, like, backstory and stuff has been pretty good so far. So, yeah, she hates it. But uh, they show up because they're going to try to, you know, catch Pikachu like usual. Pikachu. James is dressed as the female, the the beautiful assistant that magicians always have. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Jesse's the magician. Um, and so when they're getting their trick ready, they say they need a Pikachu for their trick. And so then they just kind of grab Ash's Pikachu. James does. He's like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and like, it was hilarious. Like, yeah. he was like, I don't know. And then James just, thank you. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it was a funny little thing. Oh. And so then they put him into this hat. And what? then they pull out a Meowth instead. Which gets... Box. Was it a box? I thought it was a hat. Maybe it's a box. Doesn't, Doesn't really matter. matter. But then Timmy, who's the kid that wants to see a Meowth, that was his name, he gets super excited to see the Meowth, and he's like, oh, it's a Meowth, yay! Because um, he thinks it's it's the Meowth, but like, yeah. he's nothing. But of course, then everybody's like, hey, where's Pikachu? You know, you gotta bring him back, and then we jump into Team Rocket revealing who they are. Doing their thing and all that stuff, and then they make an escape. Weezing does yeah. smoke, smoke, smoke screen. Smoke screen? Yeah, wheezing. So yeah, so that covers their escape, and they escape, and they're like, ha, we finally got Pikachu. Like, I actually don't remember what happened to Pikachu. Well, like... Because he's not kidnapped. Well, um, the, Pikachu got got out of the box. Like during the, the smoke screen The box stuff? got yeah. knocked over and all the confusion. And That's right, because they all ran the stage, the, the rushed so, like, the stage. It got tipped over, then like... You got someone yeah. got caught, and then Pikachu just got out. But so they think they have Pikachu, but they don't, and they make their getaway. And then once they finally get away from town, they get out and they go to look at their Pikachu, and it's Timmy. Actually, Timmy. Yeah, it was Timmy, because he was following the meow. 
So then he gives this whole story about the Meowth and all that stuff. And so Team Rocket comes up with a plan. And they're like, all right, Meowth, you have to pretend to be that Meowth. Which means no talking, right? No talking. Yeah, which means no talking, right. So then they come up with a plan for that. And so Meowth goes one way or whatever. So that Team Rocket, Jesse and James or whatever, they come closer looking all menacing and like they're going to, you know, be mean and saying things instead of just doing something. And then Meowth shows up to save the day and scratches their faces off, basically, as he tends to do. And they tip over because he actually scratched them. So then, of course, Timmy's excited. He's like, yo, you saved me again, Meowth. And and the Team Rocket said, Meowth got, you know, too good. Oh, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, he's a good actor. Too good. (laughs) (laughs) And so... So the kid brings Meowth back to the school with him, and everybody's all like, oh, he was telling the truth, and they finally believe him, and all this stuff, and everybody's... And then the Meowth talks to you. And then the Meowth says some word. He was trying not to, but he says it, so then he tries to cover it up, but it was too late. So then he... And Ash heard it. I thought, was it, was, I thought it was Misty. Misty's the one who heard it. No, Ash was. No, it was Misty. Ash. Misty. Yes. Misty. Yes. Misty. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, they all figured it out. And so Meowth runs away. And they give chase. They're like, well, that's not, you know, we got to deal with Team Rocket now. And so when they chase down Meowth, they end up in this big, like, kind of a dead end canyon area. Yeah. yeah. And Team Rocket has a plan to crush them with boulders or something. No. That happened on Pulpis. Like they did actually oh, they didn't do, do that on purpose? What were they planning on? Or did they just show up on top and be like, ha-ha? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I think. And then it did one with Yeah, I do know that a bunch of boulders start running, r- rumbling down. Oh, and Meowth was kind of liking the idea of being treated nicely at first. Like, there was some kind of uh-huh. hint of that. And so then there's a point where one of the boulders is about to crush Timmy. So then Meowth looks over. Team Rocket Meowth. He's like... <gasps> And he, like, it looks like he wants to go help Timmy. Like, he actually feels like he should go do something heroic. He doesn't do it. But it seemed like he was actually torn by the idea. And I thought that was an interesting thing for Meowth. But then what does, what does happen? The Meowth does double kick on the rock. And then it splits into two pieces. Team Rocket Meowth? No, the Wild Meowth. Oh, so we finally see the Wild Meowth. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes and, yeah, he, I'm guessing he had, knew a fighting move. That's what it looked like. I would, I don't know if it was double kick, but yeah. Um, and yeah, splits the boulder in two and saves Timmy for the truly the second time, because it was the other Meowth that faked saved him once. Yeah. Um, and so then the true story is definitely proven true, and that Meowth actually ends up going back to the school as well, I think, right? Yeah, so. I think he's there at the end. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, then Ash and them say goodbye, and everything's all hunky-dory, and Team Rocket lost, because they got um, rolled away by boulders, so. And the mouth is on the school top. Yeah, the the wild mouth, right? Yeah, Although he might not be a wild mouth anymore. Yeah, I don't know if he was he on top of the school or just top of the archway to the school because there was like a school yard or I something. I thought he was on top of the school, but I don't. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, it could be. He was on top of his um wall. On a wall. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So our next episode is episode fifty-four, the case of the canine caper. I like this episode. It's the first time I've seen it too. Oh, okay, cool. Because, yeah, kind of just randomly watching episodes here and there, right? Yeah. So, here, one of the first things I noticed is that the gang runs into a burglar. And he's holding the bag over his back like a cartoon burglar, which is exactly what the burglars look like in the video game. Remember? Oh, yeah. 
So it looks just like the video game Burglist because, bye bye. I know you haven't played Red and Blue, but in Red and Blue, we go into a, a Pokemon mansion, and some of the trainers you have to fight in there are burglars. So they have, like, stuff on their back, like, because they're holding a bag full of stuff they stolen from the mansion. Maybe Pokemon. Could be. <laughs> oh, Pokeballs. Yep. So, well, what did you want to say? Um, P- Pikachu got too scared because he was holding a gun. Yeah, the burglar had a gun, yeah. But Pikachu still does run in there to go shock him, doesn't he? Yeah. Because Ash insisted on it. Yes, Ash did insist on it. And then Misty gets after him for... She's like, Pikachu could have gotten hurt, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, he does successfully zap the burglar. And then, suddenly, the gang is all surrounded by Growlithe. Mm-hmm. And Officer Jenny shows up. And then what was super surprising for me is there's two more officers there. Guys, not Officer Jenny's. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there were other oh. officers. I thought it was just Officer Jenny. I'm guessing oh. Officer Jenny is still like the chief of police, though. Oh, sure. I know something because they were also different Pokemon. It's not in these episodes. It's in uh, X and Y. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. And then I saw boy ones. Oh. And a couple of their ones. Cool. Yeah, I think this. I mean, there might have been more in another episode previously, but this is the first time I ever noticed. And there was mostly boys. Okay. Well. When we watched the bridge one, there were people driving police cars, at least. But we didn't see who they were, right? But that's a very good point. There were other people. That's a very good point. So Officer Jenny's the one heading this up, and it turns out that the burglar wasn't a burglar. He was just another officer, and they were training the Growliths. Because it was... Oh, yeah, I forgot. There was a Growlithe chasing after the burglar, too. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the Growliths kicks him. Yeah. Yep. So then... Um, so then she kind of just explains how they are training Growlithe, um, and stuff like that, and they have this whole thing, and so Ash is like, well, that's what I, I want to do that with Pikachu. So they get to go stay at the police base that's out here where they're training things, and then they get woken up really early in the morning. Yep. And they're like, let us go back to sleep, but Officer Jenny won't because they wanted to get up because Ash wants to train his Pikachu. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, oh, go ahead. And then when they did that, and it was the wow pout, Ash almost got up, but he, then he fell back down during to the go obstacle to, course. Oh, during the obstacle course? Yeah. Yeah, there was a yeah. There's a whole montage of them doing training stuff or whatever, which is fine. Like, that's not really super important to the plot. But, um, meanwhile, Team Rocket comes up with a plan, and they show up. And they release a gas that makes everybody's voices sound funny, like if they were sucking up a squeaky. healing balloon. Yeah, they're all squeaky. And then they also released a gas to disguise any smell, so the growlers couldn't smell correctly. And then they had this whole scene where they put up with like a big old pink shower curtain and change, I think. I think it's this one, right? Yep. And, and they're t- they're like arguing, like, oh, get off, of, like, those are my shoes and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then when they're revealed... They're... James tells Jesse, going, hey, those are my pumps. Yeah, so like the sh- shoes or whatever. Which, is, well, of course, because they're both dressed as... Officer Jenny! Officer Jenny. And they have this cool big megaphone thing that yeah. changes their voice. Uh-huh. So they sound just like Officer Jenny, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Also asked too. Well, yeah, eventually they sound like Ash, too. 
And the whole reason they did this is because they want to capture all those well-trained Growlithe, right? Yeah. So they knew they had to sound like Officer Jenny, and they knew that they would be able to smell fake if they didn't disguise the smell. So that's why the weird smells are out there and why the voices are changed, so they can't get yeah. the right commands. For once, they were actually smart. Yes, yes yeah. I agree. I think this was a very, very smart plan within the weird rules of cartoon engineering because <laughs> yeah. like there's no way you could actually accomplish this with real life technology oh, so the, like the smells maybe the squeaky voice sure the megaphone the costumes not so much <laughs> all the costumes not that quickly also uh, oh, then they well, jesse dresses up as ass and uses the microphone but it doesn't work on pikachu and why doesn't it work on pikachu because they ha- have what well, oh how thing? They have a heart thing? I can't remember. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they like, do, well that's just it. Oh, go ahead. It was kind of funny because, um, bef- like, they're like, let's get Pikachu too. So Jesse still changes into Ash's costume, which is just kind of weird. Um, also, how does she even have that? Well, how do they have any other costumes they have? <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yet, she sounds like Ash, and she commands Ash, and it looks like Ash... She commands Pikachu. Pikachu, that's what I meant. And, like, I thought Pikachu was gonna listen. I'm like, that that just messes up the show. No, he better not. And Oh, that's right. Doesn't. You were getting pretty uh, frustrated or anxious about it. Because th- that, that just messes it up. Because that's, like you've said before, Ash's superpower is that he can connect with his Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, Ash is not a good trainer in the traditional sense. He doesn't spend the time working on, like, training their skills and all that stuff most of the time. Sometimes, but not usually. And he does all these weird side tangents, like trying to train him like a uh, Growlithe, a police Growlithe. So, but his his real gift is that he does emotionally connect with his Pokemon. He really does, which is actually similar to what we see with, like, Red in uh, the manga and stuff like that, right? Like, he can actually, like, they have a heart connection. They actually, like, trust each other, which is a big thing. <laughs> and that's why Pikachu doesn't buy Jesse and James's fakeries. Like, because Pikachu's like, huh? No, this is Ash. <laughs> yeah. So then James and Jesse are like, well, that's fine. Growlithe, go take him out. And so the Growlithe go to do that. And, and, and they, they get grounded, and then Pikachu. Ash said Pikachu used Fun Belt on all of them. Yep. And then... And he does. He keeps shocking them when he's winning, yeah. right? He keeps doing yeah. it and doing it. But there's so many. And Pikachu gets tired and it doesn't look like he can do it anymore. Yeah. And it looks like they're all going to lose. And the Growlithe is surrounding them and growling. And then, typical of cartoons, they brought in something that would just wrap it up easy peasy that wouldn't usually happen. They just suddenly... Jigglypuff walks into the midst of it. And is going to sing. And she starts singing. And I'm like, when I watch this, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, like, yeah, it's sometimes lazy writing for shows to be like, oh, we're just going to bring something in to win the day that you're not expecting. It doesn't make sense. But it would be fun. So Jigglypuff starts singing, and she only gets into a couple lines of it. And then then, stops. And then she just stops and walks away. And I'm like, wait, what? I was so surprised. Well, if she only sings a couple lines every time, they won't fall asleep. I suppose, but she seemed like it was so weird because she just starts singing and she's like, 
Oh, forget it. Is what the the attitude yeah. was like. Why am I even bothering? They always fall asleep and I always get angry. And so, yeah. So she just walks away, and so she doesn't save the day. So there was actually no point for Jigglypuff to show up, except that it was hilarious. I love Jigglypuff. Me too. And so then we get back into the heat of the moment, right? And they're like, "What's going to happen?" And then one of the Growlers, what does it do? Bite episode twenty, and then Growler said, "Mando, Mando." Remember her, so then Algy Growlithe's attack Team Rocket. That's right. Growlithe, after biting Officer Jenny, they have a moment, too, where they remember all the training they went through together, Officer Jenny and the Growlithe, and so they kind of connect on a heart level, like Ash and Pikachu. Yeah. And that turns the tide, because then the rest of the Growlithe are like, oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, so then, and then, so they want to get back in the vehicle that they brought, but what happened? Meowth just drives away. <laughs> Meowth just drove off without them. Meowth was already saying, like, I don't like this. They're dogs. I'm a cat. Yep. I don't like this. Yeah, that was his whole thing this whole episode. Is like, I don't want to be a part of this one. <laughs> it's like, I don't like dogs. So, James and Jesse have to run after the vehicle because he just drives off. And that's Team Rocket. So then, at the end... They're talking to Officer Jenny and stuff, and Ash is like, yeah, I should just go back to training Pikachu in a normal way, not this. This isn't the way to do it. And then all of a sudden, Officer Jenny just starts talking about how amazing Brock is, and how he's so handsome, and all this, and that they should go on a date, and oh, but it's not Brock, or it's not Officer yeah, Jenny. Yeah, he was using one of the microphones. Yeah, he was using the big old megaphone and making <laughs> him sound like Officer Jenny to say good things about yeah. himself. <laughs> And, of Try course, that doesn't work. Yeah. Hey, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> because he wants to hear those words <laughs> so badly. <laughs> so, anyway, they start walking on, and Brock is still actually holding the megaphone, but eventually he's like, uh, whatever, and he tosses it onto the road, and they just keep but, walking. But when he, and when they hear it, he just puts it on his back, and then Drew finds it. Yeah, and then we, after we see it laying on the road, we look over to the bushes, and Jigglypuff peeks around a tree and sees the megaphone. <laughs> and then the episode's over. And then, yeah, then the episode's over. So then we jump into episode 55, Pokemon Paparazzi. This one, I think these three episodes were designed to promote a new video game, specifically. Because... Gold and Silver? Nope. Oh. Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo 64. Oh, right, 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 Because right. we are introduced to Todd, who looks just like the character in Pokemon Snap. And what does Todd do? He's a photographer. He takes pictures of Pokemon. Well, well he captures Pokemon. On film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... That's like... Perfect. And then Dressy... And James dresses up as boy and girl, the opposite, and they act like old man and lady. Yes, they do. They they dress in like old people costumes, and they actually James does dress the normal gender that he is, and they actually disguise their hair for a little bit for that one. Well, that's because they need to be old. In yes, the they need to be old. But, but um, well, before that, yeah, way before that, uh, the beginning of the episode, they're near some town or whatever, and they're just kind of in the like a patch of grass, and Brock is cooking. I forget what Misty's doing. Togepi's around. Um, She's probably just sitting at the picnic table playing with po- Togepi. Brock could cooks. be. Yes, yeah. that's what I said, didn't I? Yeah. No. Yeah. Brock is cooking. 
said Misty. No. He said Brock was cooking and then well, Misty he was doing something. Remember what yeah, Misty I don't was doing. I think Misty was just playing with Togepi. Oh, Misty was the creative. But then Ash sees something glint in the tall weeds nearby, and he yeah. thinks it's somebody with a gun that's going to shoot yeah. them. So he tackles everybody, and of course they're all mad at him. And, but, they, and the person does shoot them. And the wife falls into the river and then floats away. Yeah, yep. But Ash is like, no, there was somebody there. So he has Squirtle shoot water into it, and Todd comes out, and he's, like, checking his camera, and they're like, oh, are you okay? And he once he figures out his camera's okay, he's like, yeah, I'm okay. Because <laughs> he was worried about the film getting damaged. But um, then... They are no longer mad at Ash. They're like, what were you doing? Blah, 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 blah. They're, they're more getting after Todd. And we find out Todd was just trying to catch uh, a, pixel. a picture of Pikachu. Like, he wanted mm-hmm. to catch Pikachu. On and he doesn't tell them why. Yeah, he won't tell them why, as they ask him throughout the episode for a little bit. Um, and we get the little flashback of Todd when he when he meets the old couple that want... With, they have a Meowth on a leash. Um, and they want... They're, they're begging to have him capture Pikachu as their final like as they their because they want to see him again because they used to have a Pikachu like it or whatever uh-huh. and so it's really important to them to see this Pikachu captured of course they keep saying captured we all understand it as pictures because he's a photographer uh-huh. um and he's like yes I'm best at capturing Pokemon yes but we also learn that he's famous and they're like how is he famous or whatever and it's like oh well I, I caught like I caught Aerodactyl on film. Yeah, I'm like the only one who did it. And so then they, sh- the sh- 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 he shows off the picture, and there's yeah. a silhouette of somebody in Aerodactyl's yeah. claws. And Ash says, "That's me," but uh, and then a the, uh, film. I can't remember his name. And and he he looks up close, and then he's like, "Yeah." Yeah, they zoom in on the picture, and we find out that it actually was Ash back in the episode where Charmeleon evolved into Charizard. Yep. So that was cool. And then, like, Todd's like, isn't it funny? Me who took a picture is famous, while you who are being carried by it are just... Aren't even known about it. And he's like, yeah, so hilarious. Yeah, Ash doesn't like Todd very much. And and Todd keeps trying to get pictures of Pikachu, but it's not working. Um, Pikachu doesn't like the camera. And so then there's this whole plot where Todd's planning on trying to, like, surprise, get a picture of Pikachu. So he's, like, setting up on the road and things like that. It's still not going well, and Ash is often mocking him for it. And getting in the way. And get, well, yeah. He ends up being the one in the frame when Pikachu's not, so. <laughs> so then he's hiding in some bushes. Yeah. Which is right next to an area where Team Rocket just dug a hole to help their Pokemon capturer capture Ash and everybody. And sure enough, Ash and them do fall into the hole. Yeah. And then they're wondering why Todd isn't taking the Pikachu instead of just taking pictures of them. And that's when Meowth looks back in the magazine again. He's like, oh, yeah, no, he's the greatest at capturing Pokemon on film. film. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jesse smacks his head. Yeah, yeah, Jesse gets mad at him. So they're all annoyed. But then... Before Todd can help them, he's like, oh, hurry, grab the rope, because the ground is about to break down. Because he didn't give him the rope earlier, because he was taking pictures. So he should have just done the rope first. (laughs) But yeah, then he's like, oh no, the ground's going to break underneath you. And And it does. And Ash falls into some water. Only Ash. Yeah, only Ash falls into water. And then the 
on channel. The photographer, Todd? Todd jumped into the hole and then they will walk in. Yeah, he runs to go help him because then the water pours out of a uh, like a pipe basically out into the river. And so Ash would fall. Out into the river, really? I thought it was just like one of those contained water well, I'm pretty things. sure I'm pretty sure there's water down there. Yeah, there's water. Yeah, there's down water there. down there, but then it's like contained water where water's coming in from all sides or whatever. Oh no, I think it's a river or something. And then there's like a there is a river, but somewhere else. But maybe it's not connected. Anyway, the point but is, he's he going found... to fall far and probably die. Yeah, yeah. So Todd quickly like thinks quickly and uses his camera. camera that's on its stand, its tripod or whatever, to save him. And so then, yeah. holding onto like the strap. And it's getting all wet and everything. And and so Ash realizes he's willing to sacrifice his camera to save people. He's not just just trying to catch Pokemon on film and all this stuff. Like he has a heart. Well, not even just a heart, but he's just got his priorities right for the most part. Um, but Team Rocket shows up on the edge of another area, and there. But they were still dressed up as Old Man and Whitey. Sure. And then they rip off the cops. Yep. Yeah. And then they use a net. To capture Pikachu and put him in a rubber bag or whatever so he can't mm-hmm. shock and them. They, and they use bombs. And then they start throwing bombs, yeah. And it's then, like, what? And then, he, uh, Ash grabbed some of the camera pout and then say, cheese! And then work off to the side and takes a picture. Yeah, so, then, so well, hold on. So, he, so... James is the one throwing the bombs, and he keeps lighting them, and then throwing them, and lighting them, and throwing them, and then he lights one, and then that's when Ash catches up with the cameras, like, say, cheese, so they all pose. And, like, Jesse's like, I gotta get my makeup on him. Right, and then he's like, look to the left, and they all look to the left, which is in, I think it was left, maybe the right. 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 Look to the right. So they all look to the right, and in in James's right hand is the bomb about to explode, and explodes right in their face, and it's hilarious. And I think that's what frees Pikachu, too, right? Probably. Because then I think he shocks them or something. And then, you know, Ash is saved, and they're all friends. No. What? Um, Bulbasaur whipped them, and then... Oh, Bulbasaur. I forgot about Bulbasaur. Yeah. Razor Leaf. He used Razor Leaf. That's right, then, to free Pikachu. So you're right. Bulbasaur helped free Pikachu, and then Pikachu was able to do his thing. I remember it was Razor Leaf because one of the kids is like, how does that even hurt them? I said that. That was you? Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, they they do get back out though, and they're once they're all safe and everything. Todd and Ash are like, "Oh no, we're friends. Of course we're friends because we both love Pokemon." And then Todd sets up his tripod to do a timed uh, camera shot so that they can all get all of them and their um, Pokemon can be in like the picture, or is it maybe another Pokemon? Is it? Can they say but they can be in the picture. Hold on, so they can all be in the picture. But of course, he stumbles, and so they're all kind of like in a haphazard way in the picture but they look like they're having fun mm-hmm. go ahead and then they will climb up the rabble and then get back up to the ground oh yeah that, yeah all right and yeah so then they have a new friend who travels with them into the next episode even maybe he joins the party not for long though, does he no so we have episode 56 the ultimate test so todd is still with the gang and ash learns that there is a badge he can get to automatically get into the Pokemon League. Instead of getting all eight badges, you just need this one badge. Well, you just yeah. need to pass the test, really, I think. Yeah. Well, you'd oh, pass the test to get I, this badge. I don't know if it's a badge. Maybe it is. Yeah, they show the badge. Okay. It has a big old P on it or something. 
so yeah, this will automatically get him into league, so he doesn't need to get all the other ones. Um, which we also learn is how it works because um, Nurse Joy's there's a there's a Nurse Joy there that wants to take this test and does because she she wants to be like us to be the very best that no one ever <laughs> right. Was. She wants to also join do the Pokemon League, but she can't get out to go earn badges because she has to take care of Pokemon. So this yeah. is like her only real way to do it. Um. So anyway, they go in. We find out there's a written test and a skill test. Um, and when Ash signs up, he gets lucky number seven, um, which Jesse we overhear who looks different. What? It's just some odd person standing over there. She has the same color hair, it's the same Jessie voice. Now. She's wearing glasses and a suit, but and her hair is and done differently. But it's Jesse. Oh no! And as I heard that voice, and that sounded. Very to him, so. Yeah, the voice right. sounded very familiar to him. But because he couldn't place Jessie it. Because it's Jesse. She didn't talk on a southern accent. And then later on, there's also a guy whose hair isn't nearly as well disguised, <laughs> who's also signing up, and he's sure that Ash is like, I recognize that guy too, but still doesn't know Can who it is. It's blue hair. Also, that voice was very American, because he was Team Walker. Yeah, they were James and Jesse, right. Yeah. But th- later we find out that they're not together. I'm gonna get there. <laughs> anyway. Like right now, they're not even together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're not together at the moment. So anyway, we know there's written and skill test. Um, Ash is pretty cocky about it. I remember Misty said something after a couple times, and I thought it was hilarious, but I don't remember what she said. But it was because Ash didn't. I don't even think he realized what she was saying, but she was being super sarcastic. Um, that he was like, he wanted to go fight in the gym. He's like, and she's like, oh, you're gonna get this one to give it. To you have sympathy too? Badges? That's not this one because there's no gym here. Oh. That was a different episode. But that was also hilarious. But I'm pretty sure she said something. Because she, like, she said something along the lines of how he's great or will do great, I think. Maybe it was even after the written test. I don't know. But there's a point where Misty says something along the lines of what like Ash is saying. In a way that we know that Misty is being very sarcastic. Because she does not... Yeah, it's just... I forget what it was. It was funny. But anyway, when Ash signs up, he has to hand over all his Pokemon... Yeah. But Misty asks if she can hold on to Pikachu for him, which yeah. is fine. Um, and Jesse and James end up running t- into each other because uh, they did not know each other were there. And yeah. the and <laughs> James doesn't even recognize Jesse at first, yeah. which is just dumb. And he makes some comment about her being an old hag, which of course <gasps> insults her beauty, and she gets mad, and they get into a fight. But like, oh, it's us! And so they and then they leave, and they're arguing because they're like. I thought you were going to go do this thing, or you said you were going off to do this, right? Really? That was just Meowth who comes in and is like, this sure looks like a doctor's appointment. No, well, maybe he's... Grandpa. Maybe that's true. But, like, neither of neither Jesse or James knew that they were going to be there. Like, why are you here? And Jesse always wanted to be... Like, she's done... She's already accomplished so much, so she wants to be accomplished in being a Pokemon champion as well. Mm-hmm. I forget why James wanted to do it. Just for funsies, I guess. But they run into Meowth, who's like, hey... You guys both told me you were off going doing something else. But to get rid of him, they throw a ball of yarn and he chases it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they all sign up for this test. And so then they're in this classroom where they have to answer all these questions on a computer. Like true or false. Yeah, true or false. And Ash gets some right, but there's some where he answers them like, you idiot. (laughs) Even I know this. Even Vi-Vi knew this. Like, so we see what Ash's doing, and we see what Jesse's doing, and she's just... Oh, James, I think, first, maybe. Because then James is like, oh, she's doing... Like, she's just going right through them. Because, yeah, he's having a tough time. You're right. 
yeah he's like it's so hard but how is she doing it so easy but then we cut to jesse and she's like true 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 if i just keep bantering this way i should get like 50 percent right <laughs> then we get to a different part of the test where it feels like it's supposed to be like the who's that pokemon yeah. segment just because they show silhouettes and the first silhouette is just a circle, so the like one says it's a Voltorb, one says it's an Electrode, and one says it's a Pokeball. James says it's a Pokeball. James, they said a Pokemon, so obviously it's not a Pokeball. It's the Pokemon that... What I even thought was like, it's Electrode or an Electrode... Voltorb. Voltorb. But then when we see it, it's a Jigglypuff from yeah. above! That is just like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I'm disapproving of it. And then we see the spiral, which some people think it's a polywag, but it's actually polywhirl because the spiral changes direction huh. when they evolve. I thought it was the episode way wrong, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. And so then once all that testing is done, they go out there to see the results and they see all the people in the highest and like the lowest or whatever. And, the, and then on the Pokemon Center lady, Joy. She was pretty high. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nurse Joy had a lot of she knew she knew her stuff about Pokemon. But, like, they even look at, like, the bottom of the list, and they can't find themselves. Like, Ash and the... Oh, before that, Jessie got kicked out. She threw a big old fit, because she didn't like the questions, like Jigglypuff and Poliwhirl. I mean... Yeah. Oh, I get it. But so she threw a big old tantrum and then got kicked out. So she's not part of it anymore. But when Ash is looking for his name and stuff, they even look... Because they mentioned it. It's all on one big screen, right? And there's the low people over here, and he's not even in that section. And like, oh, here you are. And it's this other little screen with, like, the worst results. And it's Ash and James. And Jesse. <laughs> and Jesse, who got kicked out. And Ash had seven. Seven? I didn't I didn't remember what the numbers were. It's a little pathetic. So, and I'm pretty, I feel like this is where Ash is like, well, that's fine. I'm better at fighting with Pokemon anyway. And I think this is where Misty made a sarcastic comment, but I don't remember what it was. So the next part of the test is that they have to pick a belt with three Pokeballs on it. There's like a whole table full of them and they don't know what Pokemon are in. And they're told that it's so that they can learn to adapt with whatever comes out. Yeah. And they all have to fight this the guy that's kind of leading the whole thing. After you choose, I wish like you they would tell you which Pokemon is which so you know how to use the types or whatever. Like, right, right. I would be like, okay, whatever. So so first we get James. to James. Yeah, first we get to and James. And then he had all of Ash's Pokemon, but not his. He didn't have all of Ash's Pokemon. The first Pokemon he throws out, though, yeah. is Pikachu. <laughs> and his response to Pikachu showing up is... Well, I've been hit by his attack so many times, I know them all, which he does, and he uses them. But he uses them against, what was the Pokemon? It was, um, like, Rhyhorn. Okay, so yeah. So there's a Rhyhorn that comes out, which is ground-type. Electricity doesn't work against ground-type. In the anime, they forget this rule all the time. But when it's convenient, they remember. Like, when James (laughs) uses this Pikachu to use electric moves that he knows... And they don't work. I'm like, well, that's because it's ground type. And so then James flips out and throws out two more. Po- After Pikachu gets knocked out, he throws out both the other Pokeballs, <laughs> which is like a Ivysaur and something else. And Charizard. Is that Charizard? Okay. I don't remember. I remember one was like an Ivysaur. And so not even a fully evolved one. It was not like a Venusaur. And, but you're not supposed to throw out two Pokemon. And so he gets disqualified. Mm-hmm. So then we go to Ash. And Ash picks up his belt and the Poke. And he throws out his first Pokeball, and it's a... Weezing. Arbok? Weezing. Was Weezing first? Wait, no! 
It was Albach. Because it was George and I against Albach. And as he was a move, and then Albach got spiked by his George and Spike because it was the squish attack. Mm. Oh, I thought he Ash won the first one, lost He did the win one. the first one, and then wa- lost so the second and third one. So must have been wheezing against something. Meowth wasn't the first one? No, Meowth was the last one. Cause I remember because in my mind I was debating, is it? Is there going to be a Meowth? Mm. But yeah. Okay, so Weezing comes out, beats Flareon. Flareon's the first Pokemon. So, yeah, he sends out Weezing, and then Flareon comes out, and Weezing okay. beats the Flareon somehow yeah. with, like, the smog stuff and whatever. Yeah, smoke screen. Yeah, and then... Jolteon comes out. Jolteon comes out. So Jolteon comes out. And then Arbok comes out. So then he sends out Arbok, and Arbok gets himself pricked when he was, when he goes to coil around the thing, because yeah. the needle's on Jolteon. And so he goes down, and so then Vaporeon is the last one, so he had all three of the Eevee evolutions. Yep. Lucky guy. And so then Ash throws his last one out. Oh, at first, when he throws out the first few Pokemon, he's like, Ooh, what are their attacks again? And he's trying to think and remember. And he's like, oh, yeah, this, right? Like, he has to think about it. But then he throws out Meowth. And he's like, oh, Meowth? What are his attacks? And so then the Meowth from Team Rocket is, like, cheering him on because it's a Meowth. So he wants to cheer on the Meowth. And he's like, use his Fury Swipes and stuff like that. Like, he's yeah. telling him what to do, which is great. It's but like, who said that? But yeah, in the okay. middle of this, this all devolves into chaos mm-hmm. because Team Rocket tries to capture Pokemon. Yep. And I don't even remember how this all went down, but well, I... go ahead. James uses the belt that he had in the Pokemon in that. He's using that to fight the other ones. But then the guy's like, they listen to me because I've trained them. Yes, I remember that. Because he told him to return the belt, but of course James didn't listen. He's like, I trained them. What are you doing? Right. So, yeah, so they all fight. It doesn't work out for Team Rocket because they're using Pokemon that aren't even theirs, and they get knocked out. But when somewhere in there, oh, when Meowth is telling the other Meowth what to do, the the other trainer guy's like, a talking Meowth? That's amazing. <laughs> and, then he and so he really wants him. one. And so when Team Rocket gets launched away and blasts yeah. off again, they get blasted off with a Meowth. But the wrong Meowth, they're like, why aren't you... T-? This is later in the episode, but they're like, why aren't you talking? What's wrong with you? And they were split up. The yep. Meowth. And then the other Meowth ended up with the trainer guy. And he's like, help me! Because he said, we'll talk about when he was going catching. <laughs> yeah. And then Todd's still there, and he's like, hey, where did everybody go? And they're like, oh, they went off already to, to head on the journey. He's like, oh, I gotta catch up. So Todd has to catch up to Ash and them, because they went... Oh, I guess this is a little bit before that. But like... Because we skipped ahead to what happened to the Meows. But, like, after all the chaos, they're like, well, everything has to be redone. We have to restart the whole test. Which, I'm like, dude, it was all outside. Sure. So then Ash is like, or they're like, so are you going to do it again, Ash? He's like, no, uh, I'm going to just do uh, the normal way of getting badges because battling is what I do best. And he's like, well, you should, okay, because I'm sure you'd pass this time. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. When the mouth got frozen and... Uh, the the team rocket mouth was like, what do you do with this pale mouth? Oh, when they were battling, apparently the meowth got frozen. Oh yeah, the right. Vaporeon knew ice moves. Um, you could probably teach Vaporeon ice beam or something. And um, the other meowth was annoyed at Ash. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, 
So then Ash and them leave, and then Todd's like, hey, where did they go? They're like, oh, they already headed off to the next town or whatever. And he's like, oh, I gotta catch up. So he does. And then we hit episode 57, and this one's kind of significant for a couple reasons, and I like it. Um, But it's the Breeding Center Secret. So, Todd is still along and trying to take pictures of Togepi by, like, I think they're on a bench by a fountain again. Um, but then while, they're, while that's going on, there's an advertisement for a new breeding center that's supposed to be like a Pokemon spa. And Misty decides she wants to leave Psyduck there. Because <laughs> she need, thinks Psyduck needs some help. Despite the fact that Psyduck's awesome. And Ash even suggests that, like, she just wanted to get rid of him and not take care of him or whatever. She's like, no, I want him. And because he's like, if you really don't want Psyduck, I'll take him. And she's like, nah. So, it suggests that Missy does still care for Psyduck, despite the fact that she is very mean to him. <laughs> but when they're walking along, they see an advertisement for... Food. And then they were guessing about Pokemon that the guy wanted for. And if they got, had that Pokemon... They would be able to get free food, and it was a side duck. Yeah, so if if they could show this guy the Pokemon that he wanted to you see, show it to him. They just had to show it. Yeah. yeah. Then he would give them free food at the buffet, and so they pull out all their Pokemon to show him off. Yeah. Except for Charizard, I think. And yeah. he doesn't want to see Charizard. And and none of them are accurate. And he's like, no, the Pokemon I really want to see is this. And he shows a picture, and it's Psyduck. And Missy's like, ah, I just left him at the breeding center. We need to go get him. So they run off to go there, but the breeding center's closed. Yeah. Already. So like, ugh. But Misty is determined. So she looks around and finds a back door that's unlocked, and so they all go inside, and they go looking for Psyduck, and... Out of Pokemon oh, we did And we did meet the people running the show at the place, I think. But we didn't really hear their names or anything like that. And, anyway, so while they're looking around the breeding center, they find a door, and they go in, and they find that all the Pokemon that are left there are locked in cages. They're not being treated nicely at all. So they're looking around, and they're all, like, caged up and stuff, and whatever. And they apparently did, when they find Psyduck, they apparently did try to make him look a little bit better and more alert, because his eyes are, like, angled and stuff, so he actually did kind of look cooler. Yeah. But it turned out they just taped his eyes over. For me, like he was like angry. Yeah, yeah, he did look kind of angry, but he looked like he was like ready to do some action, like he could do some work. And then yeah. they took the tape off, and he was back to his blank stare. <laughs> so they're like, "This is horrible." And then they hear voices, and or maybe not yet. They they see a machine that picks up a a cage and puts on a conveyor belt, and it goes through this wall. So they go over there and listen. And they find that the two people running the Pokemon Center, this guy and girl, um, they're talking to somebody on the screen, and it's it's the head of Team Rocket. Oh, yeah, on the screen. You never see his face, but he's petting his, like, Persian and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah. oh, I'm the charge. And he's like... Yeah. And they're talking about Jesse and James for a little bit, and how those two are idiots. Yeah. And that's why they're not involved in this, this plan, to bring all these Pokemon here and send the good ones off to Giovanni. I'm just a little confused... Why they do girl and guy instead of, like, guy, guy, like, girl and girl or whatever. So that we always have a girl and guy. What? Like, for traveling and stuff, I feel like it'd be better to have. Oh, like, in real life, because of antics you could get up into or just, like, I get what you're saying. But, like, especially for a show, you want to have more things going on. So That's fair. Okay. Better interactions, all that stuff. Yeah, so we find out that they're actually also members of Team Rocket, supposedly, because they're working for him, but they don't want to work with Jesse and James because they're screw-ups and would screw the whole plan up. 
And so then Ash and them are like, oh, we need to get evidence. And so Todd's taking pictures. And then Misty points over to the conveyor belt to take a picture of that. So he aims it and takes a picture, which causes a flash, which has the guy in there notice it. And the girl's like, what's up? And it's like, oh. Uh, Do they know the names yet? I don't know if we know the names yet. So they come through to go look in the cage area because they're like, well, we saw something. But Ash and them all hid by then. Yeah. And these two Team Rocket people walk around looking and they find a Pikachu in a cage zapping over and over again and they're like oh that's what's causing the flash never mind because it was ash's pikachu making it look like he caused the flash and he's just a caged pokemon that makes a lot more sense now i didn't know that at the time that that was ash's pikachu oh yeah that was that was that was pikachu that was our our fan favorite here (laughs) So, so then they leave but then while they're trying to figure out what to do a window gets opened and Jesse, James, and Meowth show up because they're like, well, this breeding center's got to have a bunch of Pokemon in it, and we're going to kidnap them. Because they don't know yeah. it's Team Rocket's plan to kidnap these Pokemon oh, already. <laughs> so they well. show up, and they find out they're already all caged, too. And then James finds his Weepin' Bell yeah. that I he left know. there, because he says he left a Weepin' Bell there, but we never knew he had a Weepin' Bell. And I was really confused by that. And I'm wondering if maybe... Maybe he caught a weeping bell in like the never finished being made New Year's episode. Never finished. There was going to be a New Year's episode that they never actually oh. like made, and I'm wondering if maybe part of that like plot line when they showed clips of other things they were going to show like have him get a weeping bell in that episode or something, or maybe this was just like, hey, let's give him a Pokemon. And who cares that he, we never saw him catch it? I don't know. Um, but instead, it wasn't a Weeping Bell anymore. It evolved into Victory Bell. And when he gets in there, it immediately swallows his head. Yes. And that's the beginning of a running gag of Pokemon where every time he brings up Victory Bell... Oh. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Did you have something else you wanted to say? Oh, so... Oh, the other team market, they had, in, I think in a different episode, maybe, oh. they, uh, he sends out Weeping Bell. Oh, Victory Bell. Victory Bell, and then he just eats when it was when it, it was in without an evil pull. Oh yeah, that's a different pull, episode. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so then so James also finds this, and then there's like some discussion. They're trying to get them to be quiet, but they're not being quiet. And so then the other Team Rocket members show back up, yep. and they say a version of the Team Rocket motto, but it has different wording. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they reveal themselves as Butch and Cassidy instead of Jesse and James. Yeah, I, I, I like that they have another Team Rocket group. And they wear black costumes like the game does, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because the Pokemon game has Team Rocket show up a lot of times and they're all in black. Then we get the cartoon and we have Jesse and James are the only like people from Team Rocket we see and they wear white. Well, Giovanni usually has black on. I think he was wearing red most of the time when we see him. Really? Yeah. Anyway. Doesn't matter. We don't really see a lot of him yet, at least, and because um, we never see his face either. Speaking of that, that's actually a very classic cartoon thing that people did all the time. Like, um, there's a show called uh, Inspector Gadget I used to watch all the time, and he was always petting a cat too with his like big old metal hand, and because cats are often with the villains and all, like James Bond and that's all that true. stuff. And you never really saw his face either. You just heard his voice and you saw like his body and he petted his cat, you know. <laughs> So it's very, very common trope for the, for the villain stuff, um, mysterious head of the organizations. But when Butch and Cassidy finish their motto, 
I think Cassidy is actually the one that says, that's right, instead of, like, a Meowth or something. But then they have Raticate show up, because that's their mascot, apparently. But he doesn't talk like Meowth. He just goes, he just says his Pokemon noises. So, like Raticate! <laughs> so, then, of course, James and Jesse are like, hey, we spent so long searching for a good motto to swipe. So, apparently the motto that James and Jesse say isn't an original thing that they came up with themselves. They stole it from somebody and apparently they're claiming butch and cassidy stole it from them and changed the wording and so it makes me wonder we heard james's parents use the motto were they saying it to mock james because he uses the motto or were they the originators of the motto and that's where james and jesse decide to steal their motto from huh (laughs) not that it matters but i was just curious (laughs) because they didn't use the exact wording either well, I, don't, I think they did, but they just didn't finish it. But I could be wrong. Anyway, so there's a whole thing with them, and Ash and them try to escape. They run away. But a cage drops down and captures almost everybody except Misty and Togepi and Pikachu. Oh, I thought Psyduck was part of that. Well, her Poke- like, Psyduck is probably in her Pokeball. Ah. No, Psyduck was found, Misty. Yeah, but I think she probably put him back in a Pokeball. Maybe. Like, I don't know if we even see Psyduck again in this episode. Huh. I don't remember seeing him again. Because he doesn't really play a pivotal role anymore. But I know that Todd gets captured with everybody because his camera gets taken by them. They're like, we'll take that, thank you. And Misty gets out, but the rest are, including Jesse and James and Meowth, are all arrested by Officer Jenny. They're like, hey, they broke into our place, arrest them. So they get arrested, they get put in jail. Of course, Ash is like, hey, Ash and, you know, Brock and stuff. It's like, hey, we're innocent, you know. Except for these two. You can take them to Jesse and James. Well, that's, well, yeah. Yeah. So then, Misty needs to go get the evidence. So she goes back to the center. Oh, she doesn't have Psyduck yet. She left Psyduck behind. She needs Psyduck back. That's that's what, that's what her excuse for going. So she goes to get her Psyduck back. And while she's doing that, Pikachu sneaks off to go get the camera. She gets Psyduck back. Because they're like, oh, we're supposed to hold them for 48 hours or whatever. And she's like, oh, I have, really need to get going, though. Like, all right. So they bring him. And sorry, in the time we had, we couldn't do much with him. <laughs> then, like, she still stands there. And, like, I thought you had to really get going. And she's like, uh, because uh, Pikachu wasn't back yet. But then Pikachu shows up and has the camera. So then they go to Officer Jenny. They show the pictures and the evidence. And Officer Jenny's like, what? So then they all leave. But first, they're like, well, no, no, no. You can leave Jesse and James in jail because they're also Team Rocket. They were not with us. They were actually trying to do bad things. <laughs> yeah. So they get left behind. So then they go back, and Butch and Cassidy are arrested and carted off. And Jesse and James dig a hole in their cell to escape. Then we see Ash and everybody and Todd at a fork in the road. And Todd's like, I'm actually going to go up to the mountains and take pictures of Pokemon. And they're like, yeah, that's, and we're going to go off to Cinnabar Island to go chase another gym badge. And they're like, all right, so goodbye. So now, now Todd was here for three episodes, now he's gone. Yeah. And now if you want to see more about Todd, you go play Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Which maybe we'll even do, and maybe do a bonus episode or something about Pokemon Snap. And so then, while Ash and them are walking, we see underneath of them Team Rocket digging a, a path, like a tunnel, <laughs> as they're trying to escape. And then that's how that one ends. Um, at the end of the episode, they go to the food place and get their mm, cider. They do get their food, don't they? They do? Yeah. And get so. free food. Yeah. But, before we move on to the next episode, I wanted to just take this time 
to bring up the names of Jesse and James and Butch and Cassidy. Do you know where those names come from? Because those aren't the Japanese names, obviously. We've learned that watching a Japanese episode. I don't know. They just made them up. So, Jesse and James and Butch and Cassidy. Those names come from actual real people. So Two, two people, actually, because the names are Jesse James was a person and Butch Cassidy was a person. They were both outlaws in the Old West. <sighs> so I just... I was just going to go into like a brief history of them. That is cool. So Jesse James, he fought in the Civil War for the Confederates. Who are the Confederates? The South. The ones that wanted to keep slavery. Oh, bad. Yeah. So he did. He fought in the war for a little while, but once the war was over, he decided to turn to a life of crime. And rob trains and banks and things like that. And he had a gang. And I think his brother was part of the gang, too. And eventually a lot of their gang got killed... But then, but he formed like more people into his gang. He was he started his operation like in the 1860s, sometime after the Civil War, and he lasted until 1882 because I think he was like 19 when he started his crime. Huh. So he was fighting in the war when he was a little younger than that, even, which isn't that surprising actually for that time period. And that means he was he died at the age of 34. He was not very old. And what happened to him was that a member of his gang killed him. To receive the reward, plus supposedly to get amnesty for his previous crimes. Not, like, the the guy that was part of the gang is like, I don't want to be convicted for the crimes I've committed, so I will take out Jesse James and then claim the reward that's out there for him. Huh. <laughs> so that didn't go so well for him. Um, but he did a lot of, like, he was a criminal for a long time and very successful for a while. And then Butch Cassidy... Unlike Jesse James, Butch Cassidy wasn't the guy's real name. His name was not Butch Cassidy. He just went by Butch Cassidy. I don't know why. His real name was Robert Parker, I think. Um, And interestingly enough, he was born right about the time that Jesse James started his criminal career. So, in the 1860s. And then his criminal career got started around like 1889 which is a like a handful of years what seven years after jesse james died so almost like taking over the business <laughs> in a way even though he wasn't part of it at all right and he also robbed trains and banks and things like that and he lasted a little longer he made it to the age of 42 but he was also killed not by his own gang member instead there was the um i believe it was the pinkertons that like eventually cornered him and they were kind of yeah they were uh, they were an organization back then. Basically, there was a shootout, and he got killed in the shootout as they were trying to you know escape. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that both the Team Rocket teams that we meet were they split the names of two different infamous Old West crooks. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people know about them, you know. They, they, and some people have romanticized them, so they will say like Jesse James actually was like a Robin Hood type, robbing from people and then giving to the poor, which wasn't true. They were just famous crooks from the old west that huh. succeeded for a while, and you know, then got killed. Huh. So, I mean, there's been movies made about them and stuff like that. I kind of want to see one. <laughs> sure. All right, so then we move into the two episodes that wrap up this round and involves Cinnabar Island. The first one is episode 58. Riddle me this. So the gang is headed on a sh- they're on a ship. They're headed to Cinnabar Island and Ash is excited to take on the gym there. He's talking about it. 
But then we find that Gary and his cheer squad are on the boat, and Gary's like, Psh, it's not a, there's no gym on Cinnabar Island, it's a vacation spot now, it's just, we're all going on tour, because Gary says, I already got enough badges. I think he says more than enough, actually. Oh, so he says he would take a break when Ash wouldn't. Right. Well, yeah, because he already has enough badges to do the league, so he doesn't even need to do anything, so he's going on vacation. Um, and sure enough, when they get there, they do find it is very touristy there. And, um, they meet this, like, hippie guy, um, who... long brown hair. Yeah, he has long hair. Um, and he's complaining about the tourists and how it just kind of has ruined the island. But then he's like, hey, you can (laughs) come to my inn later if you want. They're like, why do you have an inn for the tourists if you don't like the tourists? (laughs) But they also wanted to see the gym, because there used to be a gym. And he's like, well, I can show it to you. And he shows it to him, and it's this broken down building. However, I'm pretty sure, I could be remembering this wrong, but I'm pretty sure, because I forget how he words it, that he would take them and show them the gym, but he does show them the actual gym, because behind the broken down building, if you look in the distance, is the volcano. So he actually did show them the gym. I think. I think that's how that went. And I thought that was clever, because this is all about little, you know, subterfuge riddles, you know, subtle things or whatever. Uh-huh. It's riddles. Yeah, a bunch of riddles. Oh, and yeah, he had some riddles there, too, that the guys never figure out. Misty always figures them out. I don't remember what the, all the riddles were, but... Only Misty found out. Yeah, well, Misty's the one who always kept figuring them out, though. Um, well, like, one of them was... Where's the gym? He's like... He talked about how glasses... Where do you put your glasses? Or where do you put glasses in front of your eyes? Oh, that's right. It was right in front of their eyes, and that's when they see the broken down building, but there's also a volcano right in front of them. So it had a double meaning, because there was the actual old gym, but also the real gym that nobody knows about. That's the line. Thank you for remembering that. (laughs) Um, And I thought that was really cool. But then they also, like, find the Pokemon Labs that are taken there at one point, or they go there to check them out. And they find that that's also just all touristy now, which is disappointing. And it's interesting because in the game, it's not touristy at all. That's where we get our prehistoric Pokemon resurrected. Uh-huh. That's how we get Aerodactyl in red and blue and also Ammonite and Kabuto. So, while they're there, we also see that Team Rocket's there cooking food and trying to sell food while they're scouting. Cookies. Cookies. While they're scouting out the lab because they're going to break into it. Later on, they do break into it. And I don't remember what happens. It's obviously not successful for them, but I don't remember where that goes. I don't remember, like, anything about them in this episode. They're very briefly there, because we see that whole thing where they're talking at the... Because they have a stand in front of the lab. But then they have the balloon go over the building. Fighting Pokemon retreating in the fitness park. That's right, it was like a fitness area in there. Forgot about that. And then what happened? The fighting Pokemon were training. Yeah. And, um... It was kind of cool because there was a polyrath that's fighting in water, swimming in the pool. That's right, that's right. Um, but they broke the roof and trapped them all or something, and then Ash saved the day. Oh, did Ash save, save the day? I thought they weren't even there for it. I'm pretty sure they were. They might have been. It's when they were. It's when they were wandering around trying to find a hotel to stay in. Oh, uh, okay. But, and so because they were wandering around at night, they saw Team Rocket at night trying to do what they were doing. Yeah. Okay, they didn't last long. I know that much. I just couldn't remember what they, well, how yeah, it went. Pretty sure that how that's how it went. If it's not, sorry. As as if you've listened to previous episodes, you may have caught on. I tend to forget a lot about what Team Rocket does because sometimes they're just dealt with quickly, or even if they're not, they're just dealt with, 
and whatever. A lot of times being electrocuted. <laughs> so, whatever. Uh, the fighting Pokemon probably punched them off. Yeah, probably. So, anyway, be- after, like, exploring and stuff and wanting the gym, Ash and them are like, well, we're hungry and tired. We need to find a place to stay. And all the hotels are booked up. They're like, well, if you book for next year, maybe. <laughs> um, so, they're not having any luck at all. And then they go back to a hotel that they already checked because some of one of them says, hey, we've already checked this one, but he smells food or something. And so they're desperate and they go over there. And then the, they're talking out there and the door slides open and Gary's there. And he is mean and he tries to get them to basically beg and do little tricks or whatever to get it. And Pikachu almost does it, but Ash is like, no, we're not going to sink to his level. Yeah. And so he, so he makes fun of them for a bit. But then... Entertainment for the big well, there was already some entertainment. There were some people serving and playing like little guitar types. Uh, probably people not a guitar. Play. Well, Pokemon. There was an Electabuzz and a Hitmonlee. Ah, oh, that's right, Hitmonlee. He was so dressed up that I kept not recognizing what it was, and you guys kept telling me, and I'm like, wait, what is it? <laughs> but yeah, Hitmonlee. And so then the entertainment arrives, and it's Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. Oh. That's right. And um. So they run, yeah, and, and, to- and Gale, he says they don't know what they are missing. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He does say he's like, well, these people don't even know what they're missing. They run well, away. They're running away, and Dogapi jumped out of the back of Missy's bag, and Pikachu runs back to get Dogapi, and then picks him up and continues running off. And that was a Pikachu stable. And we'll see Pikachu save Dogapi more. Than just this episode, for sure. Already. Uh, yeah, we've seen it once or We'll see more. Of it. I'm just saying, it's a common thing for Pikachu to be saving Togepi. Um, but yeah, when they saw Jigglypuff, they knew exactly the problems that was in front of them, so they booked it. And yeah, Gary was an idiot about it, but it was it was good for us because it's like, well, haha, they're gonna get their comeuppance then. Because sure enough, Jigglypuff sings. They fall asleep, including the instruments, because they were playing with Jigglypuff's music for a little bit. But then they also fall asleep. And then Jigglypuff takes the top off the microphone and draws all over their faces. <laughs> so then they're at like a little playground or something trying to figure out what to do. And they remember the card for the inn, which has a riddle to help find it. And Missy solves it. I had to do with the clock. And so they also see the clock. Shrinks. Also what? Shrinks. Oh, they were on the swings, yeah. And so they go up to the inn, and of course the guy is like, oh, good job at solving the riddle, I'll give you a place to sleep for free, and I guess you guys want to eat too, okay? Well, then Ash's tummy grumbles, Yeah. he's like, I guess you guys want to eat too. And then later on, they're all taking, like, hot baths or whatever in the springs, out in the back. And then, is this this episode? This is yeah? an episode where they do that, yeah. Oof, I thought it was the second one, but... This is all part of that same episode, yeah. It's very blurred together. Sure, sure, sure. Well, that's because this is one of the to-be-continueds that's a real cliffhanger to-be-continued kind of situation. That doesn't happen that often. (laughs) At least not yet. So, they're all doing their baths with, like, the board in front of it to split the guys and girls up or whatever. But then there's some accident and it gets knocked down or whatever. But in the midst of it, they also unlock a secret passage. Togepi does. Togepi does, from playing around. So... They apparently get dressed and dried off, and they go down the stairs in the secret passage, which takes them into the volcano, and they find the secret gym, because suspended over a pit of lava on chains is, like, the typical Pokemon battleground looking thing. This is a cool gym. Yeah. 
and Az tries to pull the handle, but it's too hot. Oh, that's right. The, the metal door had a, too hot of a handle. Because it's lava jam. Yeah, because it was the lava it's jam. It's like lava and fire jam. Yep. Yep. So then, hippie yeah. guy shows up again, and he has one last riddle that Misty figures out that he's talking about a wig, and he takes... Well, like. And he takes what keeps it. your head dry and you wear it because you don't have it. Yeah, because you, yeah, you've already lost it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was a wig, and he takes and the he wig off. And, and it he's turn- bald. And he's bald. And, and he has out- some hair on the sides. Yes. And it turns out he's Blaine, the fire gym leader. I'm so surprised. I know, right? So then and his voice changes and everything, and he sounds, he's kind of mean sounding, actually. But and uh, and they have a battle. And he sends out Squirtle first for us. Ash does send out Squirtle first against... Uh, nine Tails. Nine Tails. And Nine Tails does like Fire Spin or something and still wins. And he's... Because he expected a water Pokemon off the right off the bat. So then, the next Pokemon that Ash brings out is... Oh, uh... He's going to fight oh, Fire Charizard. with Fire and use Charizard. But he runs out of arena. Yeah, Charizard just flies out of the arena. It's like, and, nope, I'm not going to do this. And he just goes to see Yep. So that automatically loses. So then he brings up Pikachu. And Pikachu takes out the Rhydon because the, even though he's a ground-type Pokemon, he has apparently a metal horn that conducts the electricity yeah. and zaps him. Um, and then knocks out oh, Rhydon. Yeah, I think it was Rhydon because he walks on two legs, right? Okay, yeah. like, at first I was and thinking Rhyhorn. Who like, we also saw in a different episode yeah, not gonna work. Yeah, it's going to be like, what? <laughs> but it's just the evolved version. <laughs> what? And then one that that attack just knocked him out. Yep. And so then the, the it's Pikachu versus Magmar. Because they're only allowed to use three Pokemon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then Magmar is going to use some big fire move, and that's kind of where we have the cliffhanger. That's where things yeah. end. And then Pikachu has to hold on to the arena, but, it's a fast, but it Pikachu doesn't fall out. Yeah, that's right. So then we go to episode 59, Volcanic Panic. Apparently Team Rocket have been sneaking in because they're peering around a corner in the volcano. And, then, and they have and they rockets have, with ice missiles. Yeah. And then they said, Magma, you won a big prize. But before before they start doing the shooting, I think Pikachu decides to concede the battle. He can't win. Pikachu's getting hurt too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, all right, we're done. And he wants another try at some point. And Blaine's like, well, maybe I'll give you another try at some point. Yeah. <laughs> when he's um, kind of saves the game. Right. So then Team Rocket uses these ice yeah. missiles because yeah. they want to capture Magmar. Uh, mm-hmm. But first, um... James freezes him and then breaks and then freezes everywhere. And, yeah. And that's when it tumbles. Yeah, because all the ice on the sides of the volcano stuff uh, messes up with the integrity because of the heat and everything. So everything starts breaking apart and the lava's going to all pour out. So then the gym's falling apart, the volcano's falling apart, everything's bad news all over the place. And Ash and them are all running. And then Magmar's throwing rocks to try to block up the lava at one point. So then. Ash tries to go pull out Charizard to help. He's like, well, you should help. And then Charizard, of course, once again just lays there. But after a while of watching Magmar, he's like, wait a second. And so he gets up and starts throwing rocks, too. And then they get the other Pokemon out. And to have Geodude help, Squirtle keeps spraying him with water to keep him cool. Because he can't handle the heat, probably. It's a... Oh. 
But it's Squirtle and Staryu or something. Yeah, Staryu also splays water. Which is also kind of funny because rock Pokemon are weak against water, but whatever. Yeah, I was like, dude. <laughs> also, I said we got a plan and then out of that happened. Yes. And Pikachu is even helping with little rocks going back and forth. And we see, like, lots of clips of this going back and forth. Does Togepi help, too? I can't remember. And Togepi tries to help, oh, but... he gets close to the end. Oh, yeah, but... this is one of the instances yeah. where Misty actually helps Togepi. Yeah. Yep. Not Pikachu. And, uh, Onyx is doing a lot of what? Yes. Yeah, Onyx is kicking some butt. And then, I mean, Charizard what? gets big boulders, but... So, uh, what, ha- what happened to Team Rocket? They must have just launched away at some point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Magmar got mad at them. Oh, that's right. Magmar got mad at them. And that's the end of them. Like, yeah, that was the end of them. They were there long enough to cause lots of problems for everybody. And so then once all that's taken care of, we have everybody on top of the volcano at the end. And he thanks them for their help and all that stuff. Yeah. And he's like, well, since you did so good helping, I will give you your second match now. Are you okay with fighting on top of this volcano since the gym is gone? He says on top, too. Yeah. Yes, he does. Which is a little annoying to me later, but it's fine. It's fine. And Ash is like, yeah, I accept that plan. Oh, so Ash says, at first, he says, can, is it okay to bounce? Wait, can you just get it? But he said, oh, are you going to give me my volcano badge now? Oh, that's right. Oh, I think it was one of these episodes where Misty made that stupid comment about maybe you can make them feel bad for you again or something. Maybe while they're on the boat or something. I don't remember. Out of pity. And then, uh, and then like, they agree to one-on-one. Yes, they agree to only use one Pokemon each. He's like, I, obviously I'm going to use Magmar. And Ash is like, all right. And he looks to Pikachu like he's planning on using Pikachu. And Pikachu's like, yeah. And he might even say that. I don't remember. And Pikachu goes, but then all of a sudden Charizard steps forward and waggles his finger. Uh-uh, he's gonna do it, because he wants to prove himself against yeah. the other fire Pokemon. But, um, something I thought was kind of cool, I thought he was just gonna be like, oh, okay, Charizard, go in. I was like, oh, it's poor Pikachu, but then he's like, Pikachu, are you okay if I use Charizard? Oh, that's right, that's when like, he talks oh, to Pikachu. Nice. So I don't think he, maybe he didn't talk to Pikachu the first time, but he's like, oh. They were ready. Yeah, they Pika- were different. But I think they had that look, yeah. And yeah, he's ready, but then Charizard steps in. So Charizard goes out there. And Charizard pretty much does his own thing. Um, yeah. And they get tackled into the lava, and they come back out, eventually after they think that Magmar won. Oh, so then after they went into lava, Charizard came up and used Seismic Toss. Uh, before the Seismic Toss, though, he Ash did tell him to do a move, and Charizard listened to the... Or tried that move, whether he listened or not. He did the move. And then, yes, then he finished it off with a seismic toss. Yeah. And so Charizard won, and Ash gets his volcano badge. So then so then after, the badge is being presented with another lame riddle. And so they start to walk off to head, and they're like, what are, where do we go now? Because we need another badge still. And one of, either Brock or Misty brings up the, the gym in Viridian City. I think it might have been Brock. Probably. He's like, I think there's a there's a gym back in Viridian City. And then yeah. Ash is like, why didn't you tell me this, Misty, when we were in Viridian City? I could have done it then. And Misty's like, we were fighting back then, so that's what I was talking about. Like, we weren't going to talk about the gyms. What were we fighting about anyway? And then Brock starts to chime in, and Ash is like, wait, 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 don't talk, don't, don't, don't say anything. And then Misty remembers anyway. And what is it? Ash broke it. Misty's bike. And so she's like, and you still owe me a bike, Ash. And then 
yeah, there's all that shouting about the bike again. Why, Brock? Just why? Alright, and with those anime episodes getting us to the Volcano Badge, now we don't see the Volcano Badge, but this is the Volcano Badge moment of the manga, which is chapter 26 and volume 2, Holy Moltres. Because we already met Articuno. Now we got Moltres. So, in the beginning we see Team Rocket ransacking a house, which is likely the stand-in for the mansion from the game on Cinnabar Island. And they're looking for something, and they mention that there was a traitor amongst them. That They're looking for something that the traitor had. Then we see Red getting close to the island while riding Gyarados, and he sees a fire on the island. They mention the traitor's name. The traitor's name? Yeah. Oh, do they? They say Blaine. Oh. Like, our, wherever you've gone, traitor, we'll find you. We'll find you, Blaine. Oh, okay. So they do mention who the traitor is. And we all learned already that Blaine is the fire gym leader. So anyway, uh, as he's getting close to the island, he sees a fire, and he spies on Team Rocket from a cliff area, talking about Blaine's Rapid Dash and Arcane Nine, and wondering where Blaine himself is. Then Team Rocket sees Red and decides to eliminate him for seeing too much, and they use a Gengar who steps forward to do just what they wanted to do with Red, right? But then Blaine steps out by his two fire Pokemon that they saw and tells them to leave the boy alone. Then they tell him not to make any false moves or they'll send Red dropping off the cliff that he's hanging on to because they're going to step on his fingers or something. Yep. Classic villain. Yep. Uh, And they send Gengar off to use night off using nightshade uh against blaine and everybody and they're so focused on their attack against blaine at that point that red releases gyarados again because he must have put him back in the pokeball earlier and has him attack team rocket which allows blaine to climb up on his rapid dash he races over and rescues red in return so they both are saving each other <laughs> uh, together to basically even house. though they don't know each other yeah um and they introduce themselves while they're riding away. <laughs> um, yeah. And Blaine tells Red he used to be a scientist for Team Rocket. And if we go back pages in the manga, we'll actually see him in one of the clips. So, in the, one of the panels. So that explains the traitor comments that Team Rocket have been issuing. Then a fireball is chasing after them, and Blaine tries to get Rapid Dash to go faster. But it isn't enough, and Red pulls out Polyrath to water gun it. But that doesn't help. Then they see the fireball for what it truly is. The legendary bird Pokemon, Moltres. And then Team Rocket shouts out and asking Blaine if he remembers it from when they all caught it together on Indigo Plateau. So back when Team Rocket caught Moltres, Blaine was still part of Team Rocket. And I also find it interesting because this mirrors the game a bit because... Uh, there's a couple points in the game that, like with trainers in the, in the gym and somebody else, I think, outside the gym maybe, mentioned how Blaine encountered Moltres or was on Indigo Plateau at one point and met a fire Pokemon. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, this is all part of the in-game canon as well, which is cool. And, from my understanding and recollection of how the game goes, in the actual game, that is where you meet Moltres, is in the Indigo Plateau area. Like, right before the Elite Four somewhere. Yeah. So Gyarados and Rapidash are having a hard time hitting the bird as they're trying to fight it because the bird is too fast. Blaine says they need a flying Pokemon, which neither of them have. Moltres makes an attack that sends Red flying, and he drops the old Amber he got from Giovanni way back. And as we know in the game, the old Amber becomes Aerodactyl 
at the labs. So Blaine seems to recognize the ancient Amber and tells Red to trust him. He puts Red onto the rapid dash and points him in the direction of his secret laboratory. And he says he's got to borrow Red's Gyarados for a bit. So, once again, we have a trade occurring. Because Red didn't have room in his party for a rapid dash. Red thinks it's a trap at first because Blaine worked with Team Rocket, but then decides against it when he gets into this lab area. And Rapid Dash helps find a book about reviving Pokemon fossils, and there's a machine for it. So Red gives it a go with a punny line to Rapid Dash, saying, Well, if you nay so, <laughs> instead of say so, because he's a horse. <laughs> Alright, it works, and there's some winged creature in the machine now. It is Aerodactyl! Now, interestingly enough, they did a trade because Red didn't have enough room, right? But now he has an Aerodactyl, so technically he has too many Pokemon, right? Yeah. But anyway, he uses the Aerodactyl to get back over there. Meanwhile, the battle is going very poorly for Blaine, and he doesn't think Red will make it. And he despairs because he needs to capture the Pokemon that got away. The Pokemon that he created. Mewtwo. So, Aerodactyl shows up, though, and kicks Moltres' tail feathers, and Team Rocket has Moltres return as they all retreat. So, Red and Aerodactyl showed up just in time. And then, um, back in Saffron City, in the Sylph Company building, which we haven't met in the manga yet, but we've tackled in the game, we see Sabrina, the psychic gym leader, wearing Team Rocket attire. And we've met her before in the manga already, too. Uh, Team Rocket returns with Moltres there, and Koga is standing there with Articuno mocking the other Team Rocket people for failing to capture Blaine, even with a Moltres in their possession. Then we see a message from the power plant, which has Lieutenant Surge talking about how they've just caught Zapdos. And then we see Giovanni in front of three screens. Each one has a legendary bird on it. One of the legendary birds on it. So all three show up. He says that now that the Mewtwo project is ruined, that these will now be our aces in the hole. So he's got some kind of plan for the three legendary birds. But back to the problem with the too many Pokemon and Aerodactyl. If you go to the end of the book where it lists um, stuff about Red and his journey and how many Pokemon he's got and stuff, it also always shows his team and what levels they're at. And Eevee used to be on that team, and we saw him on the islands with Articuno, remember? Okay. Like when they when he was training Gyarados and all that stuff? Well, not training Gyarados, but getting them all to get along and work together. And in the back of the book, it says that Eevee was transferred when he got Aerodactyl. So Eevee got sent to the box. So, they actually do explain it to you, maybe not in the actual comic story, but it's there, which is cool. <laughs> And that's that. That is our journey through the fire stuff. So now, that's the end of our our journey to the fire gem stuff for both uh, manga and anime, and we've already finished that in the video game. But because we've also done the eighth gem already, there is still some more to go in the anime stuff. So, just so people are on the same page with us. Alright, so, our next episode, which will be Pokemon Adventures Red and Blue Part 8. We'll finish Volume 2 of the manga, which is Chapters 27, Calling Kadabra. And then we'll go through Chapters 28 through 33 of Volume 3, which is Peace of Mime, Go for the Golbat, Zap Zap Zapdos, The Art of Articuno, A Little Kadabra Will Do It, and 
the Winged Legends. And then for the anime episodes, we'll be covering Beach Blanket Blastoise, The Misty Mermaid, and Clefairy Tales. Then in the following episode, we will actually be doing the manga through the the last badge, and then the anime last badge, as well as some stuff after that. So we'll have chapters 34 through 38, and Mewtwo 2, and Mewtwo 3, so we'll actually get to meet Mewtwo in the manga before the game, uh, Drat That Dratini, Golly Gollum, Long Live the Nidoqueen, Queen, and in the anime we'll do the Battle of the Badge, which is where Ash gets his eighth badge. Mm. It's Mr. Mime Time, Showdown at the Poke Corral, The Evolution Solution, and The Pea Kahuna. Which, so after he gets the badge, we'll go, start going into a bunch of episodes where Ash is supposed to be training for the Indigo League. I say supposed to because there's a lot of distractions. <laughs> and so you'll wonder why, okay, well we caught up with the badge already, so why aren't we jumping into back into the game? Well, we're actually going to cover the last route of the game after we catch up all the way through f- the first season of the anime. Because... The league and stuff was very, very different in those, and it would just be a nice, like, end cap, I feel like. So, after that episode, we will have one, two, three more anime manga episodes, alright? Including, in there, Pokemon, the first movie. Yeah, so that'll be fun. So... And that start that one takes place after the Pikahuna. So that is what you all have to look forward to as far as our episodes are concerned. And yeah, so it'll be a little bit before we get to our final route where we will cover our journey through Victory Road and dealing with the Elite Four and probably finding Mewtwo. Now, Pokemon cards. So it looks like Vivi and I will be doing Sword and Shield Fusion Strike packages while Ruby does... Sword and Shield Vivid Voltage. All right. Now for the sniff. Oh, it smells good. All right. So, we will let our guest start this week. Vavai, what do you have? Toxa. Which is an electric Pokemon. Totodile. A water Pokemon. Yeah, water. Bonelli is a mammal type. Cobblepuss is a fighting Pokemon. Tynomo is an electric Pokemon. Kalvana is a duck Pokemon. And that one's your shiny one, it looks like, yeah? And then you have... Butterfree! <gasps> Butterfree! I love Butterfree. This is a grass Ooh, type. and that picture has some shine to it, too. And it's grass type. What does it say? It has an ability, it looks like. Ooh. Uh, tricolored scales. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may make your opponent's active Pokemon burned, confused, and poisoned. So when you use this Pokemon to evolve like your Metapod or whatever, you can burn, confuse, and poison the active Pokemon on your opponent. When it's a grass type, it can burn the Pokemon? It collects honey every day. It rubs honey onto the hairs on its legs to carry it back to its nest. Very cool. All right. Let's see what else you got. Fire energy. Power tablet. During this turn, your fusion strike Pokemon attacks do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. Scarebox, that's an item. It's a stadium, actually. 
Whenever either player's active Pokemon retreats, put any basic energy that would be discarded into their hand instead of the discard pile. Toga Tomorrow? It's a metal type! Yes, the steel type, isn't it? Very cool. Alright, and that's your Pokemon, bye-bye. Alright, so I have... I have Snom, water type. It eats snow that piles up on the ground. The more snow it eats, the bigger and more impressive the spikes on its back grow. Huh. I have Dreepy, which is a psychic. I think we may have got him before. If this weak Pokemon by itself... Or if this weak Pokemon is by itself, a mere child could defeat it. But if Dreepy has friends to help it train, it can evolve and become much stronger. Makuhita, single strike. There's a ru- oh, fighting type. There's a rumor of a traditional recipe for stew that trainers can use to raise strong Makuhita. <gasps> Rookie D, normal type or colorless. Uh, jumping nimbly about, this small-bodied Pokemon takes advantage of even the slightest opportunity to disorient larger opponents. Galarian Darumaka. Because the regular Darumaka are fire type. This is ice. Well, it's an ice type in the in the game stuff, but it's water type then. So The colder they get, the more energetic they are. They freeze their breath to make snowballs, using them as ammo for playful snowball fights. Smeargle Fusion Strike. It's a very colorful. Like, it's this the shiny card, but the picture is very colorful. Yeah, I've seen that one before. Yeah, I think Rosella might have gotten it. That's not as the same as mine, because it's in and out. It draws symbols with the fluid that oozes from the tip of its tail. Depending on the symbol, Smeargle fanatics will pay big money for them. Huntail evolves from Clam Pearl. Fusion Strike. Ability, Single Strike Jammer. Your opponent's Single Strike Pokemon attacks cost one more colorless energy. Deep seas are their habitat. According to tradition, when Huntail wash up on shore, something unfortunate will happen. Dark energy? Scentiscorch evolves from Sizzlepeed. While its burning body is already dangerous on its own, the excessively hostile Pokemon also has large and very sharp fangs. Fusion Strike energy. This card can only be attached to a Fusion Strike Pokemon. If this card is attached to anything other than a Fusion Strike Pokemon, discard the card. As long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides every type of energy, but provides only one energy at a time. Prevent all effects of your op- opponent's Pokemon's abilities done to the Pokemon this card is attached to. I think I've seen an energy like that, but it's like Ludibus energy or whatever, mm. and it doesn't have all the weird Fusion Strike stuff. And finally... Turtonator. It's a dragon type with fire and fighting. Eating sulfur in its volcanic habitat is what causes explosive compounds to, to develop in its shell. Its droppings are also dangerously explosive. <laughs> <laughs> so its poop okay, is also what explosive. What kind of dragon type is it? Fire and fighting, it looks yep, like? Yep, that's what I said. Fire fighting. I did not hear. I think I've seen that Pokemon, but it's not a dragon. This is a file. Sure, I, I, that could be. All right. All right. I've got Woobat, psychic type. Well, inside a cave, if you look up and see lots of heart-shaped marks lining the walls, it's evidence that Woobat, Woobat live there. That's kind of fun. Like. Yep. Beldum, steel type. If you anger it, it will do more than rampage. It will also burst out strong magnetism, causing nearby machines to break. 
little electric. Its vane shines when it discharges electricity. They use the frequency and rhythm of these flashes to communicate. Mils Malsery? Psychic type? Oh, yeah, I don't actually know how to pronounce that word. I'm guessing it's actually like ghost psychic because it looks like it's flying through the air with food. <laughs> this Pokemon was born from sweet smelling parcels in the air. Its body is made of cream. Yep. You can actually get different kinds of it too. Huh. Different flavors of it. <laughs> no wonder there's a spoon. Skiddo! Um, grass type. If it has sunshine and water, it doesn't need to eat because it can generate energy from the leaves on its back. Ooh la Rosella has one. I'm very happy with it. Celebi, grass type. It's a rainbow one, like super special. This Pokemon has the ability to move through time. Record... Records describing it as a forest deity can be found from many different eras. That's interesting. For its first attack, it can j- use just a grass energy, but then for its another attack, it needs electric and psychic. Interesting. And then I think it's also like my shiny one. I could be wrong. Metagross, um, steel type. It analyzes its opponents with more accuracy than a supercomputer, which enables it to calmly back them into a corner. What does it evolve from? Metatang. Metang. Metang. I'm guessing Metang evolves from Beltum. I'm pretty sure it does. <laughs> For all my steel Pokemon, steel energy. Nice. Um, Crocorock. 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 Or is it Crocorock? Crocorock. Evolves from Sandile. Crocorock. Yes, Crocorock. Crocorock, psychic. It buries some of its prey in the sand to use as emergency meals when its hunts are unsuccessful. Planes ahead. Ooh, for my Celebi, an aromatic arm- leaf energy. Aromatic. Yeah, it's like um a spe- one of those special energies. As long as this card is attached to a Pokemon, it provides leaf energy. Grass energy, whatever you want to call it. The grass energy this card is a, this the grass Pokemon this card is attached to recovers from all special conditions and can't be affected by any special conditions. Nice. Swallow evolves from Tailow. Tailow, I think. Swallow evolves from Tailow. Um, normal type. It dives at a steep angle as soon as it spots its prey. It catches its prey with sharp that's my card alright well thank you all for listening you can find us on Spotify Amazon Apple and YouTube just look for the Hunterfield Institute channel on YouTube like subscribe rate review and if you ever want to really get a hold of us you can also email us at hunterfieldmanor at gmail.com Uh, We'll be happy to hear from you if you want to talk. I think that's it for this episode, so we'll catch you on the next route. Bye. Bye!